The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the beginning of the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham became the father of Asaph, Isaac, Isaac the father of Jacob, Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers. Judah became the father of Perez and Zerah, whose mother was Tamar. Perez became the father of Hezron, Hezron the father of Ram. Ram the father of Aminadab. Aminadab became the father of Nashon. Nashon the father of Salmon. Salmon the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. Boaz became the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth. Obed became the father of Jesse. Jesse, the father of King David. David became the father of Solomon whose mother had been the wife of Uriah. Solomon became the father of Rehoboam. Rehoboam, the father of Abijah. Abijah, the father of Asaph. Asaph became the father of Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat, the father of Joram. Joram, the father of Uzziah. Uzziah became the father of Jotham. Jotham, the father of Ahaz. Ahaz, the father of Hezekiah. Hezekiah became the father of Manasseh. Manasseh, the father of Amos. Amos, the father of Josiah. Josiah became the father of Jeconiah and his brothers at the time of the Babylonian exile. After the Babylonian exile, Jeconiah became the father of Shealtiel. Shealtiel, the father of Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel, the father of Abihu. Abihu became the father of Eliakim. Eliakim, the father of Azor. And Azor, the father of Zadok. Zadok became the father of Akim. Akim, the father of Eliu. Eliu, the father of Eleazar. Eleazar became the father of Nathan. Nathan, the father of Jacob. Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary. Of her was born Jesus, who was called the Christ. Thus, the total number of generations from Abraham to David is 14 generations. From David to the Babylonian exile, 14 generations. From the Babylonian exile to the Christ, 14 generations. Now, this is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. When his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found with child through the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, since he was a righteous man, yet unwilling to expose her to shame, decided to divorce her quietly. Such was his intention, when behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home. For it is through the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived in her. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. Behold, 
the virgin, shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall make him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke, he did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and took his wife into his home. He had no relations with her until she bore a son, and named him Jesus. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. down below. The reason we put the crib set up, that is just like the family picture from the Christmas you were born. It's a snapshot, day in the life of a family. A rather rough day in the life of this particular family, but it is a, it's part of a family photo album. Why do we put up those pictures in our homes? Because well, it's our family. It's our family's photo album. Why do we read off this list of names that nobody can pronounce? Don't feel bad, Deacon. Why do we read off this list every year? For the same reason, for the same reason that you tell your kids the names of grandparents and great-grandparents and granduncles and grandaunts and whoever else that they'll never meet. Because they're part of our family too. 
So think about your grandpa's brother. Most of you over 10 would probably be able to figure out that person's name. Think about your grandpa's brother or your grandma's brother. That's more or less who all these people are to you, right? They are connected. They're really part of us, but they're so far back, our memories are murky. Most of the names listed here, we don't know anything about, except that this guy had a name and he and a lady had a baby. We know that because the next name is the next guy who's the baby. If we're really honest, for most people in the whole history of the world, those are the two most significant facts about us. For most of us, we are born, and the most important thing we ever do is have a baby. Our children are our lasting legacy. They're the living promise of the future. That's why you're all here. That's why we have a kid's mass, right? But the reason I ask the question, who is this, who is this, who in this, in that family picture, is because the answer to that question, whether you're under 10 or over 60, will change the whole course of your life. Everyone in that picture is defined by their relationship to the baby, by how they answer the question, who is this baby? Who is he really? And the way that we answer that question, as little ones and as big ones, or even if it's just big ones like me, the way we answer that question will determine the whole course of our life. That's what today's about. If the baby uh, represents a religious tradition that has only brought uh, turmoil and difficulty and, and hatred into the world, well then your disposition toward that baby is not going to be very good. At least it shouldn't be. And you're not going to do very well. If your relationship to the baby is, he grew up to say some really smart things, his followers are all kind of nuts, well, that's going to at least determine your relationship to us. But if you can look at the baby and see something more, even if you can't quite name or define what that something more is yet, so long as you're open to people helping shape your language there, if you can see something more in that baby, then everything changes. Because the bold proclamation of Christian faith is that that baby is a baby, just like several of them that are squirming in our arms right now. And he was also a god. The most basic proclamation of Christian faith is that that baby is really a baby. Just like us. And is also God. Now, it might be hard at times to see his godhood, especially in so small a package. Think about this. The word infant, in Latin, in Greek, and in Hebrew, what the word infant signifies is literally Infants can't talk because babies can't talk yet. The word that was spoken that made the whole world take shape, the word that God spoke that set the stars in their courses and bounded the shores of the sea, that word fell silent, lost temporarily the ability to speak. And he did it for you, 
for you. Jesus could have chosen to be born of any parents. He could have been Herod's son. It would have made a lot more sense. He could have been Caesar's son and conquered the world. That is not what he chose. His father reminded us in his opening remarks, he chose the most humble of births, poor, practically homeless people who will shortly be deported from their country, run in fear of wicked regimes, live on the run for a large chunk of life, and then barely make out a living as a laborer. Why should we pay attention? Why should we pay attention that some girl got pregnant before the wedding? That's never happened before. Why should we pay attention that this poor couple starts off rough? Why should we pay attention that a kid grows up, turns out bad, and ultimately gets killed. I mean, that does happen every day. This story only matters. It only ultimately makes sense if he is who he says he was. And who did he say he was? Well, he fulfilled the prophecy of the angel. You shall name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. And this guy woke up one day around 30 and started walking around and saying, and your sin's forgiven, and your sin's forgiven, and your sin's forgiven? Who's he to do that? I mean, it's one thing to say, I forgive you to somebody to hurt you. But if Annie dents my car and, 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 and Bob comes over and says, Father, you know, I, I know you were drinking, but I forgive you for denting Annie's car. It's not his to forgive. Might not even be Annie's to forgive. Some company's going to call me, right? <laughs> the baby represents everything we've ever been after. Every hope that every child has that's tied up in a box under a tree pales in comparison to what the baby represents. All our hopes, all our dreams, everything we've ever rightly pursued, every good thing, every beautiful thing, every true thing ever spoken to us or of us is contained in the baby. The way you answer the question, what happens to the baby, who is the baby, will determine who you are. Today, our church, our city, Des Moines, becomes another Bethlehem. Our church, another stable. And our altar, another manger, from which we are privileged to feed wild beasts we so often are on the one who answers all our prayers, fulfills all our hopes, is all our dreams come true.